When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Purple Daily. It is Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and streaming live on that website as well as Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. We made it real easy for you to follow us and see our beautiful faces and perfect posture at all those outlets. It is at S-K-O-R North. I'm Rami Makloff along with Judd Zolgad. We got Declan on the other side of the glass if you want to get in on the show. 651-646-8255. And I think this is... This is one of those uh one of those activities that sports radio does Judd that I think I think the listeners and the fans like to participate in. We're going to go through the Vikings schedule which was released last night and do the old win-loss win-loss see how we think the Vikings will finish this year before we really know who or what the Vikings are because it's fun to do that and then we'll go around the rest of the NFC North and try to put together a complete picture of what we think this division might end up looking like. Isn't that fun? If you'd like to join us for said activities, 651-646-8255, or tweet us at Score North and get in on Purple Daily. I think it's fun. I know some people... Some people in sports radio and some people who listen to sports radio probably think that this is a waste of time, a useless exercise. I I enjoy when the schedule comes out every year and just going down it, seeing how things lay out. We knew who they were going to play before the schedule was actually released, but as yep. we talked about a couple days ago, yep. the order in which you play those games actually does matter. How much travel you have, when the bye week comes. There are a lot of factors that I think determine wins and losses over the course of a season. Absolutely. And the thing, so so the draft starts a week from today. And a lot of people love the draft, right? The three-day process, and they just love to sit there and watch the entire thing. I decided personally, Mm -hmm. because of my patience problems, the schedule release is my favorite. Because at 7 o'clock on that Wednesday night, like last night, you just get the whole thing. Right. The draft, you got to... Now, I'm very curious what the Vikings do. But it takes a lot of patience, right? Sure. Like you sit there, and and the first round, I the first round I get because the the first round has has at least what twenty names that that you know pretty well. But Friday comes and Saturday comes, and for those people that sit there watching that intently, I don't get it because I just their patience. I'm just amazed. But last night, seven o'clock, and, and I fully expect the National Football League's next move is going to be to turn this primetime uh, special mm-hmm. schedule reveal. And not release the entire thing and try as hard as they can to embargo it, which does not work for every team. Well, like spread it out over two nights? No, no, spread it out over two hours. But 
What I'm saying is like oh, week one, week one, and the slow unfold, right? And so they they'll start the show with the first four weeks, and then they'll take a break and try and come back with the next four. But I love last night because at seven o'clock on my computer, I went to Vikings.com, and guess what was there? The entire schedule. Okay, so you you went to the website. You didn't you didn't. You didn't pass on Twins baseball or on NBA playoff basketball or well, Stanley Cup playoffs. Viewing, okay. The, the viewing party. Oh, that's right. So we yeah. talked about the schedule, of course, for an hour, basically. So, But I just like the fact that you get the entire thing now up front and you're set to go. All right. So let's get into it. They start the season. They kick things off versus the Atlanta Falcons week one. And unless I tell you otherwise, these are all uh, noon central time kickoffs. Let's just go forward with that understanding. So the Falcons at noon at U.S. Bank Stadium. How do you see this one, Judd? So, full disclosure. I should get out a piece of pen and a paper. Yeah. Pen and a piece of Here paper. You go. So wait, wait, hold, hold on yeah. a second. I'll give it totally to you. Totally unprepared. There, there's, a, there's a nice little notepad totally for you. Totally got a pen. All right. So, on the viewing party last night, Danny Cunningham, Manny Hill, and I went through this entire schedule for the Vikings, and I landed at seven and nine. Very negative. All right. Now I'm going to no, tell you, you. Now I'm going to tell you. Come it's on. not now. Now, I, but I went home then and and wrote a game by game prediction column for uh, our website, ScoreNorth.com. Nice. In which I saw things differently. So I'm going with that. So for those who so you're heard going with me the say, second draft. Yes. Okay. So for those, j- just to be clear, for those who heard me say. Seven and nine last night. Do not despair as much, and don't turn off your radio. And don't saying, turn off your radio. Know what Judd thinks. If you want to swear at me, that's fine. But don't <laughs> turn off your radio because I have come to a different conclusion. Long-winded way of saying Week One Atlanta. I see a victory at home. Victory at home against the Falcons look in at, Week One. Look at you going I know. through doing I, the week. I want to. I want to keep. I want to keep track of both of our penmanship's uh, not bad. Our week by it's not week, great, picks. but it's not. Mine's awful. Mine is terrible. That's not that bad, really. I write in all I'm caps worse than you. like a child. I, I hold my pen wrong. <laughs> my parents never taught me how to hold a pen or pencil, and my teachers at Saint Therese and Haven would go crazy. I just naturally hold my pen like I'll show you. I hold it like. Well, show the people who are here. watching us streaming here. live. I I hold it like this. <laughs> what? And and of course, you know, third grade or so, the teacher came. Oh, Judd, that's you're holding the pen wrong. Hold it like this. I, I can't do that now. <laughs> Why do you blame your parents? Isn't it well, your nobody, teacher's responsibility well, to teach you how me. to do it? Okay, the adults let me down. All right. Gotcha. How's there that, go. That's better. I was let better. down by the adult world. Wow. That you hold it like a caveman. I've never seen anybody who holds a pen like that. Is what there, is that? How fitting, Rahu. <laughs> Let's let's call a spade a spade. How fitting is it that I hold a pen like a caveman? You hold the pen like you have osteoporosis. Like you're, <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. I'm, I'm almost fifty. It's too late. Like your hands just don't work properly. Don't go changing. <laughs> okay, so you have beating Atlanta in week one, right? Mm-hmm. I I also do. I think that's a. I think that's an Atlanta Falcons team that just isn't isn't all that good. I think that they fooled us a little bit with that Super Bowl appearance. A few years ago and have consistently the arrow has been pointed down on that Atlanta Falcons team. And I don't think the Vikings are all that much better, but I think the home field advantage gives them gives them the win in week one against Atlanta. So there we have them both at one and oh. All right. Agree with moving forward. Week two, they visit Lambeau Field, the not so frozen tundra as it will be September and the Green Bay Packers. Judd? Yeah. Week two uh, for the Vikings in Lambeau for the second consecutive year. I don't get this. It should be late this year, but it's not. They uh, Vikings put on a furious rally to tie that game at 29 last year, and of course we came away with a 29-29 tie, Rami. Mm-hmm. 
I believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back strong. That that Matt LaFleur, their new coach, is going to have a system that's going to make the quarterback better. Uh, long way of saying, again, that's a that's a loss for the Vikings. That's a win for the Packers. I'll tell you right now, I don't want to give away too much, but I have them splitting with the Packers and the Bears. Okay. I, I have. I think the Vikings are are close enough that they can win the home games against both of those teams, but probably lose the road games. So I also have that one as a loss week two against the Packers. And I agree with you. I think we'll see we'll see Aaron Rodgers return closer to form of what we got used to seeing the first ten years of him as a starter, as opposed or the first seven years of him as a starter, as opposed to the last two or three. Okay, so one and one. We both have the Vikings sitting at one and one. Week three, so much fun. They host. The Oakland Raiders. I think this is going to be an improved Raiders team. Agreed. I, I told you that yesterday. I agree completely. I see the method to John Gruden's madness and why he's operating or the way he why he's operated the way he's operated since getting to Oakland. I didn't think that Khalil Mack trade where it was as stupid or as bad or as crazy as most people did when he made it. I thought that was a deal that worked for both franchises given where they were and what they were trying to accomplish. All that being said. I still don't think that this is a Raiders team that can come into U.S. Bank Stadium and win a game. I don't think they're there yet. I think this is a team that's going to get better as the season goes on. I think it's good that you catch the Oakland Raiders early before Derek Carr starts finding rhythm with Antonio Brown and the rest of that offense. Right. If if, if Oakland's going to get good, I think it's going to be good on the back half, Mm -hmm. not now. So with this game being played... At home, with the Vikings defense, I think, probably clearly harassing Carr, I think that's a Viking win. So right. two and one for me, by Two and one for both of weeks. us. We're both on the same page here. This is not very often that Judd and I are entirely on the same page for this long to start off. It's only three games from me. Give it time. time. That's Give it true. time, baby. All right, week four. Yeah. They go and visit my Chicago Bears. That's a 325 kickoff. Yeah. All right, so so just a little bit of a hint. I'm going to go with uh, some trends here that, that we certainly have seen established, mm-hmm. both involving uh, the Vikings franchise and some involving the quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And, Rami, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the Vikings go to Chicago and they just don't play well, and I don't know why. But it's, it's at this point, mental. Um, I think the Bears are going to take a step back, but that being said, I don't think they're going to regress completely. I think this defense is still good. I think the Vikings lose this game and go to two and two. I agree with you. Again, I have them splitting the two with the Bears. Quarter the way through the, the season, the this Vikings. is way too or much two agreement. With the Packers, now. I should say. This is way too much agreement. I know. It's a little bit scary. I don't see the Bears taking a huge step back. I really don't. I think the defense. No, I didn't say huge step back. I just don't. I, I think with their schedule and, and the unknowns about Trubisky, I could see them taking a step back, mm-hmm. but that defense is still going to be good. So I think the Bears will be good. I just don't know that they're as successful as they were in 2018. I actually think the defense might regress a little bit okay. for the Bears because they lose their defensive coordinator, A, and B, some of that stuff that they did last year, it's just hard to do. It's hard to live up to that that two years in and a row. And is Trubisky, how good is uh, Trubisky? He he might be okay, but I don't know I'm completely sold. Yeah, I don't think he's... Uh, I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but I think he can be in that tier of quarterback right below those guys. There's always about three quarterbacks in the NFL who are in a class by themselves. Mm -hmm. And right now that's probably Mahomes. I'll still put Rodgers there, and you got to put Brady there until he stops winning Super Bowls. I don't know that I'd put anybody else in in that tier, 
And I don't think Mitch Trubisky will ever get to that tier, be one of those guys. But if he can be in that tier right below that that top three and that elite franchise quarterback, I think I think the Bears would be happy with that. And I think they make up for whatever regression there is for the defense because I think the offense takes a step forward. The second year okay. under Matt Nagy uh, a, and a year for Mitch Trubisky, a year for a lot of guys who it was their first year in that system last year under yep. Matt Nagy. I mean, they had receivers, tight ends, Their schedule, though, is going to be tough. We'll, and, and we'll talk about we'll that. We'll get to the Bears' but schedule. that's going to be a very interesting schedule that they have to play with that first-place schedule. So through four games, we both have them at 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. All right, we move forward. We're week, not going to disagree here either. Week five, they visit the New York Giants, and uh, Eli Manning is still their quarterback, right? Yes. Okay, that's a win for the Vikings. I wrote the same thing. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just true. <laughs> right. Pat Shermer, and and as far as I could tell, it's too bad, but but Pat Shermer has proven himself to be an outstanding offensive coordinator. I don't know he's a great head coach, but I know that if he's got a run-first offense that insists on continuing to have Eli Manning as his quarterback, it's not going to work. No. So that's a win for the Vikings. I, I really don't know what they're thinking. To trade Odell Beckham Jr. I think... Dave Gettleman was a terrible hire as GM. I think he is an old school. I, I think there was a time when a guy like Gettleman was a very probably effective GM, mm-hmm. but I think the game has passed him by, and he continues to try to do old school things because, damn it, that should work, and it doesn't. And so, yeah, I think they're a mess. Like I said, with the Khalil Mack trade, I got what the Raiders were doing. That Odell Beckham trade and the whole course that the Giants have taken over yeah. the last year or so, doesn't I can't see the sense or the reason in it. Although I I tried to explain it on Purple Daily, I don't know, four or five weeks ago when the trade first went down, which is that they're tanking and who better to be your quarterback when you're tanking than Eli Manning. <laughs> so that, yeah, but are they but are they but are they tanking wisely would be my question. I don't there's I don't, different means of trying to tank and some are wise and some are not. Right. Okay, let's move forward to week six. And I think this is probably the one that most people, when they look at the schedule, have the most difficulty picking, isn't it? The Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, there's a few for me at US. This Bank is one Stadium. of them. This is the first one that I don't see clearly, though. And this also starts um, to me what will be a one, two, three, four, a five-game stretch that will determine the Vikings' fate. Oh, okay. This this is the start of a five game stretch. Well, the first the first four games and the fifth game I see clearly, and and some is good and some is bad, but I completely see it. If they get through the first five weeks, three and two, I think Vikings fans are good with that, aren't they? Um, good question. I think so. Okay, I'm not positive, but I think so. But Philadelphia. So on the watch along last night that we did, I said loss. I went home and gave it more thought. Carson Wentz, I don't know. I like him, but I don't know there. It's at U.S. Bank Stadium, which is a very difficult place to play. So on the watch along, I said loss. By the time I got home and wrote my column for scorenorth.com, I had changed. I say win now. What changed? The un, the, what, what dawned the, on you in your analysis, unknown, are you thinking? Unknown. Well, I was because I went to the NFC title game at the what would have been for the 2017 season. Mm-hmm. Rami, I was scarred cuz they beat him so bad. <laughs> I'm serious. That game, that game and Nick Foles played so well and and Zimmer's defense just got schooled. It was embarrassing. And so that left a that scarred me as far as oh my gosh. But but then you you have to go back to the fact that the Vikings went to the link last season. They won that game, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to start. Nick Foles is gone now. Things have changed to a certain degree. And, and then I also have to keep in mind that U.S. Bank Stadium is a very tough place to play. It is very difficult. So those factors, when I got home and sat down and started to write, had changed my mind. And so I'm going win there for the Vikings. You're giving them a win. I'm going to give the Vikings the a Eagles. home win, a very nice home win against the Vikings. My think, for the Vikings. I'm my sorry. thinking in this game, along with much of what you just said, um, is that if you look at this Eagles team the last two years under Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. obviously a very good football team. They won a Super Bowl, got a playoff victory last year when I don't think a lot of people were giving them much of a chance to get a playoff victory. But a trend has been that they ramp it up late. The second half of their schedule is when is when the Eagles really start clicking and, that's been Nick and hitting Foles. on all cylinders. And it has been Nick Foles, yeah. So I, I think, just like I said with the Raiders, but even more so here, mm-hmm. it works in the Vikings' favor that they're getting the Eagles relatively early in the season before I think they start revving things up. And a lot of, a lot of football teams, Bill Belichick's football team, sort of have that trend. Remember last year when they were 1-3 and, and people were like, is this the end of the, of the Patriots dynasty? And I was like, guys... He does this every year. September means nothing exactly. to the Patriots. Right. And I, I think Doug Peterson might have somewhat of that same mindset where he's like, we're, we're still figuring things out here. Weeks one through five, say. We're trying to figure out exactly who we are, who can do what, who we can count on in what situations. And then once we get that all established and we get our feet under us, we're really, we're really going to start running. And so I think getting the Eagles in week six, probably right before they start hitting their stride, is the best thing that could have happened for the Vikings when you talk about the known opponents on sure. the 2019 schedule. Getting the Eagles early, I think, is is a positive for the Vikings. So week six, I, we both have them beating the Philadelphia Eagles. So far, we are four in, and two. Things we look are great in, right and now. We are in lockstep. We have the same four wins and the same two losses so far here. Things look great right now. Things look very, very Viking, good. If you're a Viking fan right now, you are very pleased. But you're coming away from this Eagles win, and you're thinking to yourself, this team is back. But will things take a turn for the worst as we go through the 2019 I'm not saying a Minnesota Vikings schedule? Bum, bum, bum. Stay tuned. We're on Score North <laughs> on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Day after the release of NFL schedules, Judd and I going game by game, given our predictions and how we see the 2019 season shaping up. You can get in on the fun by uh, giving us a call, 651-646-8255, or tweet us at Score North. In addition to being at Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com, we are streaming live on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And you can get this and all our fine Vikings programming by just searching Score North Vikings wherever you download podcasts. It's so so many media outlets. So many media outlets. And that's not even it, Judd. Like you we're on Spotify. You can just say, Alexa, open Score North, and there's Judd Zelligad just talking to you. That easy. That simply. He's right there in your home. Okay then. Okay, I didn't want to creep you out. Yeah, that's sort of weird. Let's keep it moving. As uh, so far, Judd and I in lockstep, we have them at four and two with the only two losses coming against the Green Bay Packers, Week 2, at Lambeau Field, and then against the Chicago Bears, Week 4, at Soldier Field. Mm -hmm. Other than that, we have wins on the board for your Minnesota Vikings. And next up is Week 7, and visiting the Detroit Lions, 
Um, as I'm going through the schedule of the NFC North teams, I have the Lions going 0-6 in this division. Judd, I don't know about you. Yeah, let's just let's keep this as simple as possible for the sake of this conversation mm-hmm. and both give them a win at, at Detroit. The only question to me is, is Matt Patricia going to be fired during the course of the season or after the season? <laughs> You don't think there's any chance that that was just him finding his footing as a head no, coach in year one? A, and no, no, now it clicks. He's a pompous ass. <laughs> no, he's a jerk. He's he's on. He thinks he's Belichick, and and he's and he's fairly convinced that this is 1984. He's just a pompous ass. He's got no chance. <laughs> Players don't want to play for him. I know they rolled over that that week 16 game when when the Vikings went in there, Rami, and played as bad a first half as they possibly could, the Vikings looked dead. The Vikings looked like they didn't care, and Detroit's like, hold on a second. You don't care? We don't care. And that that was the Hail Mary to end the first half. Mm-hmm. So, no, this is a win for the Vikings. I'm not as uh, as adept at, at hitting buttons and drops as some people are around here, but if Manny was here, he would hit the soundbite of Matt Patricia Telling somebody to sit up oh, straight yeah. in a press conference—that's him. He really is a dope. Well, a guy that go, a guy who's late to his own meetings at press conferences tells people to have respect. Like Belichick, you know, you, if you think you are Bill Belichick, you're an idiot. Like you're just an idiot. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's really book smart. Because right. I've heard stories that he's super, super intelligent. I think he has a degree from MIT in like rocket I think you're right. science. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. So, so I think he's super book smart. Hold on, I'm gonna look. I this think up. you're right. But the point being is that does not mean that that because you are incredibly intelligent when it comes to subjects that you can manage people at all. Yeah, he could have been a rocket scientist. Yeah, well, you know what? He took classes. He, he took classes toward his master degree. How about this? We put him toward his in a rocket degree. and we just launch it off and we get someone else to coach Lions. He went to UMass. I, I was exaggerating well, a little bit when I said MIT. He went to UMass. Do you like that idea? Still, could have been, yeah. Matt, climb in this rocket. We got an idea. And make sure you sit up straight. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna launch you to space and we're going to go find a new coach for the Detroit Lions. We're going to launch you into orbit. Have a little respect for the process, if you would. <laughs> Just sit up straight Just a little sit bit. sit up straight while you're doing it. If you could, please. So we both got wins there. Yep. All right. Week eight. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. They host the Washington Redskins. So- and this, Judd, it looked... Now, as as we were previewing the schedule on Tuesday, I said the Redskins are just an awful football team. But this particular game presents two challenges for the Minnesota Vikings. One, short week, Thursday night. That's a challenge for any football team. Yep. And two... Kirk Cousins sucks on nationally televised football games. Yep. Just terrible yep. when he's on the national stage. Yep. Do those things override a bad Redskins team that you should beat on your home field and should beat handily on your home field? That's how bad I think the Washington Redskins are. This is... I like the pause. Oh, this is great. I love this game. This game, I am so excited. <laughs> This game is what I would call the clear-cut linchpin game of the 2019 Viking schedule. Linchpin game. This is the most important game because because there are so many storylines and there are so many directions that this game could take you. This is this should be Cousins against his old team, which is why the game's in prime time, of course. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum should be starting at quarterback for Washington. And, of course, the last time these two teams met in 2017, the quarterbacks were reversed. Cousins started... For the Redskins, who lost that game, Keenum started for the Vikings, who won. This is Adrian Peterson returning to U.S. Bank Stadium again, playing probably an important role against his old club. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
the stat that you referred to is the fact that Kirk Cousins is 5-13 and 13 in primetime games. So this is not a small sample size. 18 games, 5-13. and 13. This is the most important game that I can find. And until Kirk Cousins proves me wrong, I cannot in good conscience predict that the Vikings win this game. I predict that the Redskins upset in a major way the Vikings because this is the exact type of game that Cousins puts both hands around his neck and chokes. So you have it as a loss for the Vikings. I do. I agree with everything that you just said. And I don't know why I'm right, though. That's the thing about this. Prove. I guess my point is this. Prove it. Prove me wrong. Right. I agree with everything that you just said, and yet I'm still taking the Vikings because I think and, the Redskins are that bad. And if you're right... If Would you, you say he was 5-13 and 13 five in and primetime games? 5-13 in primetime games. He moves to 6-13. and 13. Okay. And if you're right, to me, the dynamics change here, because it's not only what would be in a span of some very tough games, an important win, but it also changes, I think, how how some of Cousins' teammates feel about him. Because if Cousins goes up against his former team at home and doesn't play extremely well, the locker room is going to finally say, dude, you're making $84 million over three years for this again? But, I mean, he could play terrible and they still win. That's what I'm saying. Well, is that but this, Redskin, this Redskins sure. team is bad enough that Kirk Cousins could have a bad but game. I, Maybe I, not a terrible game, but he could have a bad game and they still win. I have a feeling that this game largely comes down to Cousins in some way, shape, or form. And if he can win this game and the Vikings win, the attitude towards him, I think, in the locker room is different. But if he, again, fails in prime time, especially against his former team, and what you just said, which is extremely important, a bad team, that's going to be a major hit. But prove me wrong. So you, you have it as a loss. I have it as a loss. I have it as a win. This is the first time we've disagreed. So now I have them at, what do I have them at? Six and two. You have them at five and three. Yeah. Either way, things are still going all right for the Minnesota Vikings. Whether I'm right or whether Judd's right, mm-hmm. things are still going well for these Minnesota Vikings. Things are going right, very well right now. Now we move into the third quarter of the schedule, and you visit the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's a loss, right? Uh, it's a great matchup. I love it. Zimmer's defense against Andy Reid's offense, Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be it's going to be very intriguing to watch. But yes, that's a loss. In my world, it's a second consecutive loss for the Vikings. And it's that's just a really tough place to play. That's yeah. a really good football team. You can and Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys. We saw it to some degree in the AFC Championship game last year, where you can game plan for him and you can do a very good job of game planning for him. And then he does stuff that you just can't game plan for. A play breaks down and he just makes something happen. You you get pressure on him and he throws the ball with a flick of the wrist right. from an angle that nobody else in the league can and he makes something happen. You can only do so much in terms of a game plan to stop Patrick Mahomes. Sure. He's going to find ways to to get past that. If this is a tight game and and the defense is, the the Vikings defense plays well but obviously Mahomes is a very special uh quarterback and now Kansas City's defense is certainly not great mm-hmm. and so this is a game that it comes down to <clears throat> Mahomes is playing as well as he does and now the question is okay Kirk sort of go match that can Cousins do that against Pat Mahomes again prove me wrong but right. i say no okay this might be another game where you say prove me wrong because Kirk Cousins is back in primetime and back on the national stage in week 10. They go and visit the Dallas Cowboys for Sunday night football on NBC. I have a weird feeling about this game and, and 
in my in my schedule, they've lost back to back games to Washington and Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And this is the time. This is the time where you think to yourself, in my schedule breakdown, oh boy, they're in big trouble, right? Like if they lose this game, it's three consecutive losses. Things have really gone sideways. I have a weird feeling. There seems to be a thing with teams in this town when you want to uh, shovel the dirt on them and bury them. They're like their hand pops up from the grave. <laughs> like I'm not dead yet. Ah, they're back. They're I like a, the Undertaker. Yes. They pop the hood of the coffin open and sit up straight. Yes. Yeah. I have a weird feeling, and, and I'm not in love with Dak Prescott or the Cowboys. The Vikings win this game. I don't know why. I just have this weird feeling that th- this is the type of game where they pop their hand up from the grave. It comes through the dirt, and they're like, "Are not dead?" You're, oh my god, they're still alive. This is a game where I think that they are not good enough to overcome Kirk Cousins' flaws <laughs> on the national stage because the, the Cowboys aren't. They aren't a good football team. Well, they're a good football team. You don't know with them. They're not a great football team, True. but they're better than the Redskins. And I don't think that you can overcome Kirk Cousins on the national stage against a team as good as the Cowboys is. Can the Vikings slow down Zeke, who can also catch the ball as well as run the ball? Can the linebackers do that? Is the return of Anthony Barr actually imperative towards doing that as opposed to if he had left for the Jets? Not enough to overcome whatever Kirk Cousins does or doesn't do in that game. This, right. I think this is where Kirk Cousins returns Cost to his them. prime time form. All right, so he's going to fool you against the Redskins. So you're gonna I've go, got to win. Oh. I've got to win. You've got to win. You've on got the, a loss. We both have one win, one loss on the national stage for Kirk Cousins right. and the Vikings. So I'm at six and four right so now. So week ten, you have him down as a win. Week week ten, I have him down as a loss. So I think we're both yeah we're both at six and four. Only difference is you have him losing against the Redskins. I have him losing against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference so far in our schedule. Week eleven, they uh, will host the Denver Broncos. Do you think this is a at all improved Denver Broncos football team that comes into not into really. Minnesota next year? Not really, because I'm not buying Joe Flacco one bit. So I think that this is I think this game is going to probably be. Very similar to what we saw when Flacco came here the last time and, as far as I can recall, got beat up completely. So I am going to go with a Vikings win here. Eddie Rosario just put one on the uh, in the right field bleachers for a 1-1 tie. Second the of the series, right? Bottom of the second inning. Yeah. He, he had a pretty uh, prodigious shot and a couple both of them, ago. Both of them launched. Yeah. The first one got out much faster, but both of them went quite a distance. And he is locked in right now. What's the score here now? Two, it's a 1-1 okay. in the bottom of the second inning. All right. And by the way, the Glenn Perkins show coming up at one o'clock right here on Score North. So turn those TVs down. You're unbelievable. Turn those radios you up. Can, the person on Twitter was right. You can turn anything <laughs> into a promo. You being on your deathbed promo. <laughs> yeah, I had multiple people ask me. Purple today Daily. You find I, a way to promo a twin show. I had multiple people ask me today on Twitter if I'm feeling better. I said I am, and indeed, I'll be on with Judd Zulgat at noon, breaking down the Vikings schedule on you, Purple Daily. Let's I think lie. you called it the Score North Compound. <laughs> Which sort of sounds weird, like it's a cult. Rami, the leader of the Score North compound, we've been we've been holed up here for for fifteen days straight. Drink this Kool, drink this Kool Aid, Judd. Won't answer the authorities' calls. The authorities are like, "You got to come out of the Score North compound." I'm breaking down the Viking schedule. Try this Kool Aid, Judd. Yeah, yeah, purple, it's delicious. It's purple. You'll be fine. It's purple. No, in your case, it would be Cubs blue Kool Aid. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to you. So you have him uh, beating the Denver Broncos, then I take it. Yeah, I see. Given your, your short analysis. Fla- yeah. That defense is still pretty good, though. Oh, it is, but are you sold that, that the Flacco move works? John Elway, for as great as he was as a quarterback, really, aside from Peyton 
falling in his lap, really can't identify a quarterback. And I think Joe Flacco is pretty much cooked. That's my opinion. Of but Joe the Flacco. one Super Bowl, Bowl, the one Super Bowl I can talk that they did win. Peyton Manning was on his last legs and couldn't turn his head forty five oh, degrees. And Agreed. that defense got it done. I think. What, do you think that defense is good enough to do that again? Though I'm not sold on. I that. I think that's what John what John Elway is is banking on or hoping for is that he can just get. Think about how funny that is. I know that he's one of the all time great quarterbacks and he's looking for a serviceable quarterback to supplement his what he thinks Super Bowl caliber defense. Um, that being said, I do think the Broncos will be somewhat improved, but not good enough to come into U.S. Bank Stadium and beat the Vikings on their home turf. So we both have that down week 11 as a win. So we're both at 7-4 and four right we now? We both have them at 7-4. and four. This is frightening how as close we As we move are. into week 12. So we'll look through the last, uh, what is it, five games of the season, six weeks, five games of the season. As they have the bye week, week twelve. I guess we can just let's knock celebrate that, out that before the break. This late bye is fantastic. That's huge. We shouldn't skim over that. No, I'm That's with big. you. We talked yesterday. I, I read an article at the Athletic about what players actually care about when the schedule comes out, and they don't care about a lot of this stuff that we're talking about. They're creatures of habit. They think we'll just show up and get it done wherever it is that we need to show up and get it done because that's the way that they need to think. But right. there is there's two things, maybe three that they look at when a schedule comes out. One is how late in the season is the bye. Two is how many primetime games. And three is how many weeks in a row do we have to travel. Those are the only three things that, that players look at when, when the schedule comes out, and that actually matters to them. you got a late bye. You don't have any, any back-to-back-to-back travel weeks. The most that they're on the road is for two weeks at a time. Yep. And uh, primetime games, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's sort of a case-by-case basis. When it comes to Kirk Cousins, it seems like that's a bad thing. Thanksgiving week by, too, right? Yes. That's a, a Thanksgiving by week. Week 12? That's Yeah, that is Thanksgiving. Yeah. I wanted them playing Philadelphia Thanksgiving night. Thanksgiving night? That's what I wanted. And that was what you predicted on Tuesday. Well, that was, thrown, that was a, uh, thrown out a couple months ago, right after the season came to an end, on a pretty credible podcast at that time that the league was talking about putting... Philadelphia at U.S. Bank Stadium, Thanksgiving night, and I was very excited. I am disappointed that's not going to happen. So we're through Week 12. Judd and I both have the Vikings sitting at 7-4. and four. How will they close out the season? Strong? Or will they peter out? We'll discuss next. It's Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Twins and Blue Jays tied at one in the bottom of the second inning. Glenn Perkins show coming up La at one o'clock. Up. La Tortuga He's up. at the plate. I sampled uh, two of the sandwiches I a couple hear. nights ago at Target Field. I heard. They you're, were in the press box. They are uh, They are good. They're were, tasty. Yeah, you're lucky. You were tweeting that Listen, at me. Declan, they didn't get you sick. You got food poisoning somewhere else. How, though? I didn't eat anything else that day. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's chain smoking you know destroyed think, me because I don't know what I other reason. I think you're so thin well, that you're Dave sickly because I, of that. I saw Dave Chappelle on, on Tuesday night you right after the game. Son of a what? It was. Yeah, he's a I am so glad I saw him. It was. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. He's here for a four day residency. He left yesterday. He loves Minnesota. Thanks for. Uh, You're welcome, Rob. Thanks Actually, for letting the comedian I, on the staff. I had know, a last bro. minute Appreciate ticket, it. and I, 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 I gave it up to, oh, to a buddy of oh, mine. Oh, 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 this is even oh, better. Cool. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you were sick. Oh, you couldn't th- have gone that nice. nice. One of these awesome. things you should not say out loud, but I did. Uh, but yeah, it, he was amazing. He was phenomenal. Yeah, I've seen him three times. Yes. Insane. He played first half here for a week straight at one point, right? Yeah, yeah. He chain smoked about ten American Spirit cigarettes throughout the entire show. Should come to my house. I'll forget about it. Since we're already sidetracked, the best I've ever seen Dave Chappelle was in the height of Chappelle's show. I saw him play the auditorium at Northern Illinois University. Oh, cool! And he couldn't get 
like through three minutes of material without somebody yelling out I'm Rick James or yeah. or something from his show. And he was he was getting really, really irritated. But his irritation like he almost walked off the stage, but he made it real funny in the yeah. process. Like he was like, Can I just tell some jokes? Like I know I know you like my show, but can I just right. tell some jokes, please? Yeah, that, that played a part of him getting rid of the Chappelle show, I think, too, is because he it was ruining his stand up. Yeah, as well. he couldn't go yeah. out and be a person. Yeah, <laughs> because his show became so popular. Hey, La Tortuga just singled to left. We have runners there we on go. first and third. So the 0 for, did I tell you 0 for 12? Yeah, I think it and was like 12 one, straight plate appearances. One for 22 or yeah. one for 23. You knew he was going to snap it. Come on. In Rochester, I he's thought. He's a legend. Oh, come on. What if La Tortuga night, he's playing for the uh, Red Wings by then? Why would you do that? Let's get back to the Why schedule. would you say that? Why Speaking would you... of the Debbie Downer, yeah, let's get back to the Vikings Why schedule. Why are you the way that you are? How about those Cardinals? One of the great franchises you in You know baseball. what? Let's get back to football and talk about this schedule. So we got through 12 weeks of the schedule, <laughs> Sorry, 11 games for your Minnesota Vikings, and so far Judd and I both have them at 7-4. and four. The only difference in our two schedule breakdowns so far, I have them losing to the Cowboys on Sunday night football. Judd has them losing to the Redskins on Thursday night football. The feeling from both of us, I think, being the Kirk Cousins, though, will fold at a very big yeah. primetime moment. I feel like against the Redskins, they're bad enough that you can overcome Kirk Cousins and his primetime struggles. The okay. Cowboys aren't that bad that you can overcome Kirk Cousins and about, his primetime struggles. What about Case Keenum and AP coming back here? Yeah. I'm predicting AP catches a touchdown pass just to shut up. Me and the rest of the Vikings fans who think he can't catch the football. Week 13, they go and visit Russell Wilson, his new contract, Ciara, and the Seattle Seahawks. Judd Zolgad, how do you see this one coming down? Well, let's see. The Vikings had a late-season game on a Monday night at Seattle in 2018. And I believe it was... Oh, this a, is Monday night football, yes. by the way. So add in the prime and time I, factor. And I believe it was in that game that Kirk Cousins... Uh, fell to 0-7 in his career on MNF, mm-hmm. and I don't see that improving here. Neither do I. Seattle's a very, very tough place to play. Um, the Vikings, if I can find it here quick, uh, have lost five consecutive games in this series overall, so I think Seattle wins. So we both have them down for a loss in Seattle. That's just, a again, just like Kansas City, one of the toughest places to go and play. You add on top of that a good football team. You add on top of that... Kirk Cousins yep. and and his primetime struggles. There's just too much working against the Vikings in that game, I think, for them to leave Seattle with the win. So now 7-5, and five, we have them as we move to Week 4 and hosting the Detroit Lions. Uh, see our earlier Lions brief? conversation yes. for our breakdown on this one. They're a bad football team. Matt Patricia's dopey and not a good football coach, and so the Vikings probably win this one, right? Week 14, All right. Detroit will be done. 8-5, and five we have them at. Now they go and visit... And back-to-back primetime games, first one is in Los Angeles visiting Phillip Rivers, mm. his 22 kids, and the Chargers. All right, I'm torn on this one, all right? Mm-hmm. Because because the Chargers were 12-4 and four and a wildcard team because Kansas City and the AFC West was so good last season. But the Chargers are, I think, a team that could regress, but I'm not positive. Rivers, at some point in time, in fact, he's going to turn 38 in December, is going to fall off the cliff. Mm -hmm. I don't know when. Chargers do have a good defense. If this game was in Minneapolis, I would pick the Vikings, but mainly because it's not, I'm going with a Vikings loss here. As am I. It's just a tough. It's a tough one because because by week 15, San Diego could have they they strike me as a team that could very much take a huge step backward. 
But I really don't have any proof that that's going to happen, so I can't do it here. I have a lot of belief in that Chargers team. I think that defense only gets better. They have a lot of young guys on that defense with the arrow pointing up. And but eventually the quarterback's going to hit a cliff of some point, eventually, right? Eventually, yeah. 38 but, in December? Yeah, but this is this is the 2019 NFL where you're not allowed to hit quarterbacks anymore, and so they will regularly play into their late 30s, early 40s, I think, is going to become the trend Fair enough. that Tom Brady is starting. I just don't know, so yeah. And going... Traveling to the West Coast, Sunday night football. We've talked extensively about Kirk Cousins' struggles on the national stage. I think these are two evenly matched teams, but it being a road game, a road game on the West Coast, and it being a primetime game, again, too many factors mounting up against the Vikings for me to pick them to win that game. Move on to Week 16, and they host the Green Bay Packers for Monday night football, Judd Zolgad. And so we both got him at 8-6 and six at this point, We correct? have him at 8-6, and six. yes, All sir. All right, so this is absolutely the key game. Mm-hmm. This is a massive game. It's mm-hmm. a Monday night game. It's against the Packers, but it's in U.S. Bank Stadium, which is a very tough uh, place to play. In fact, it's the first Monday night game in Minnesota between the Packers and the Vikings since 2009 when Brett Favre beat the Packers. I remember uh, that. 30-23 in October of that year. It was a great game. If my theory is right, Though and the Packers are are rolling a bit, and Rodgers is as good as I think he's going to be, and healthy. That's a key, obviously as well. But if all of those elements are in place, I think the Vikings are favored, and I think the Packers win. You got them. I I think the Packers win. I have the Viking. I think the Vikings are going to be favored. So going you have into getting this swept game. by the Packers this season. I think Rodgers is going to be out f- out for revenge on everybody. So, yes, I have the Packers in a very close game and a heartbreaking loss for Vikings fans. I have Aaron Rodgers and the Packers coming in, in here and getting out with a victory. Can I amend my earlier Packers prediction and say that the Vikings lose against the Packers, the first, excuse me, win against the Packers the first time they play okay. and then lose this game? Still sure. the same record. Sure. But I just, I forgot when I was talking about it earlier. I like to pick a split against the Packers. I think they're evenly matched teams. I ordinarily do as well. I ordinarily completely agree with that. I just, the Rodgers factor to me is so intriguing right now. So that being said, I'm still going to pick the split. I'm just going to switch them because I like what you said about them. They have a new head coach. You would think that as the season goes on and they become more comfortable in the system, Aaron Rodgers figures it out more, the little intricacies of the system, where guys are going to be on the field and everything that goes into it. They're sure. probably a better football team when the Vikings see them later in the season, health health being a, an assumption here, right. and it being on a Monday night. Again, a lot of factors adding up to what it looks like we are both saying is a Vikings loss in Week 16. 8-7 eight, eight for both of us we right now? We have both sitting at 8-7. and seven. Wow, okay. A couple differences in terms of when they'll lose to the Packers. Yep. You have them losing to the Redskins on primetime. I have them losing to the Cowboys in primetime. Yep. But at the end of the day, we have the same result as we head into Week 17 and a showdown with the defending NFC North champion Chicago Bears. This game I'm totally torn on because the Monday night loss to Green Bay is going to take a lot out of the Vikings. I think it basically is going to have quashed their playoff hopes. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to predict the Vikings do win, though, because there's going to be so much pressure on on Zimmer by that point. Um, I think their playoff hopes are pretty much dead, which will actually lessen the pressure itself on Cousins. And if that's the case, he's going to play better than he does if the pressure is super high. So 
I'm going to give the Vikings a win. I'm going to have them finishing nine and seven, but missing the playoffs. Nine and seven and missing the playoffs. And missing the playoffs. I have them winning this game because I think we're going to go into week 17 with the Bears having the division locked up. Now, that was the case last year, and that still didn't matter as the Vikings didn't really show up for week 17 when they had something to play for and the Bears didn't. I think we'll see a similar situation this year. Again, we both have them going into that game with an 8-7 and record. I think with an eight and seven record, you probably have a shot at a playoff spot going into week seventeen. You're probably you might need some help in terms of other teams losing right. or whatever the case might be. But I think the Vikings will have something to play for going into week seventeen. The Bears won't. They'll have the division or some kind of wild card spot locked up. And so the Vikings will get that win. So we both have them with some slight differences here and there, finishing nine and seven. And I think that might be good enough to get in the playoffs. You're saying nine and seven, and they don't get. I'm in the saying playoffs. they don't. To me, that the two playoff teams from the North would probably be the Bears and Packers. And did you go through the schedules and give a pick a record for the Bears and the Packers and the Lions? If you want to bother with that, um, if you want to waste your time no, I definitely that? did not do Detroit. Do you want to go rapid fire through the Packers and the Bears schedule and see how we see this division playing out? Sure, I've All got right. them right here. All yep. right, Week One. Uh, Let's see here. Who am I even looking at? Week one, it's Bears-Packers, Thursday night. Uh, Bears at home, correct, in, in that game? Yes. I'll go Bears. So you have the Bears with uh, one win. Week two, Bears visit the Broncos. Uh, Bears win that game. All right. And, uh, and they win in week three against Washington. I am in agreement with you on both. So we both- they're 4-0. They're 4-0 because then they beat the Vikings in our schedules in week four. Okay. They're 5-0 and because they beat Oakland. All right. and, and then it gets tough, though. Yes, it does. Uh, then they host the Saints. Yeah, I, I say they lose that game. All right, I'm with you so far. It's I, weird that we're so in lockstep on this show today. Then week 8, they, not healthy is what they it is. host the Chargers. Uh, they win that game. I also have them winning that game. All right, then week 9, they are at the Eagles. I'm going to give them a loss just because you're, you're going to have a, a stumble somewhere. All right, um... Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Week 10, they played the Lions and they beat the Lions. Uh, Week 11, they visit the Rams. That's probably a loss, right? Yep, they lose that game. Week 12, they'll be hosting the Giants. That's a a a win. win. At Detroit, win. Week 13 at Detroit. So we both have them with nine wins Dallas at home, then. Dallas at home. I bet they win that game. For a... uh, I bet they beat Dallas. Is at that a home. Sunday night? Yeah, that's a no, no Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday, December 5th. Okay, so we both have them with 10 wins now. They uh, host the Chiefs. Or excuse me, no, we skipped the Packers. They play at the Packers. I'm going to have them losing that game at the Packers. I I agree. They host the Chiefs, and they probably lose that game. And then I said they will have the division locked up by Week 17, so they lose to the Vikings. So 10-6 and for the Chicago Bears. Yep. All right. So And and, and you know what? I I could probably find an extra win there. So right now we have the Bears winning the division with the Packers uh, schedule pending, right? Yes. All right. Let's fly through that then. Week one, they're at the Bears. We both picked the Bears to win that one. Yep. So loss. Uh, week two, Vikings. Uh, you said that they would beat the I Vikings. I say a win for the Packers, week. yes, because I said they're going to sweep the, the Vikings. I said they would lose that game. Okay. So I have them at one and one. They beat Denver. Denver, that's three. a win. Uh, week four is the Eagles. They win that game, I think. Really? No, I have that as a loss. At Lambeau Field, I think they beat. I think if that game was in Philadelphia, I might change my mind. You know mind. what? I agree with you. For the same reasons that I gave the Vikings a win against them, Eagles probably aren't clicking yet by week four. So we both have them sitting at what, three and one? No, I have them at two and two. And I've got them at three and one. Week five at the Cowboys, that's a loss. Okay. Uh, Week five, Lions win. Win. 
Week six Raiders win. win. Week seven Chiefs loss. Loss. Uh, week nine at the Chargers. I'm gonna, gi- I'm gonna give them a win there. I give them a loss, and I'm gonna give them a win the next week against Carolina at home. I will give them a win there. I'm gonna, at the 49ers, I think that's a loss. I think that 49ers team is gonna surprise some people when they get Garoppolo back. They were competitive last year without him. Okay. Uh, week ten, week thirteen. I'll buy that. Yeah. Week thirteen at Giants, the Giants. Win. That's a win. Week fourteen hosting the Redskins. That's a win. Yep. Week fifteen versus the Bears. I what? have that as a loss. And I think I did as... Or actually, no, that's a win. That's at Lambeau. I'll yep. give him a win in that yep. one. Week 16 at the Vikings. Win. So a win. And then week 17, they host... Or excuse me, they visit the Lions. Okay, so I've got the Packers with 12 wins. 12? I've got the Packers going 12 and 4. I think I had them with 9. We were going too fast for me to keep track, but I think I finished with 9. So I've got the Packers as the NFC North champions at 12 and 4, and the Bears uh, edging the Vikings... At uh, ten and six for the wild card, if that wow. works. Dethroned, dethroned my Bears. I listen. You know as well as I do. If Rodgers plays as well as Rodgers is capable of playing, that changes the entire dynamic, and, and he can stay on the field, of course, too. Because that becomes my big question. My right. big question. My big question is not: Are you still great? My big question is: At your age, can you stay healthy? Right. That's and his style of play. Yes, that's my that's my starting point, though. But if he can stay healthy, I think in the parameters of the offense, he's going to be given and the fact that he is that he is such a vengeful human being and people are basically saying this is all your fault if he stays healthy i think he has an unbelievable year 12 wins i think one of the keys to lafleur and coaching aaron Rodgers is can he get him to get rid of the balls quicker and sooner because that's i think that is the number one reason why aaron Rodgers has had the injury problems that he's had you look at the plays that he's gotten hurt on yeah and it's when he hangs on to the ball and waits and waits and waits for Uh-oh. something bigger to develop already coming in why are you overhyping the packers <laughs> that's that's judd by there the way there have been rumors on the packer fan it's not true not the guy who came from milwaukee that's judd you don't even like the packers i don't you can't, hate the packers and you hate the cardinals them. i do three to one twins are winning there we go glenn perkins show coming up next that's judd zolgad declan on the other Bye. side of the glass i'm rami saying thanks for listening to purple daily find this and all our vikings programming just search score north vikings wherever you download podcasts whether it's baker's simple truth turkey or mac and cheese with murray's english cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.